What's up, everybody? It is your host, Tony Rambles, and welcome to the outtakes of the Living Numbers podcast, where you get an in-depth look at the conversations before and after the interviews. Thank you all for subscribing. Now, here is your exclusive content. Be surrounded by like a whole bunch of people that you don't know and don't have things in common with. Like if like, I'm going to go to a social event, like there needs to be a certain caliber of people there. And like, mm. I need to know what the social ROI will be before I go versus like in college, I was like, it's people, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like a down for whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had a, today was the last day for teachers because I'm a high school teacher. So it was our last day. We had to check out and take stuff off our walls and turn in our keys and all of that. For me, and I know for sure I'm in the minority here, right? Like it's this kind of bittersweet moment. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, for how many months? I guess nine. Is it nine months? We're showing up to the same place every day, being around the same people, a lot of times the same kids. And, you know, it's it's over. So it's like, dang. Friday is that finality for me. Like, you know, as soon as you, we have to get all of these signatures on this paper to say, oh, you turned this in, you did this, you did this, all this stuff before you leave. And so once you get all your signatures, the last thing that you have to do is you have to turn in your keys. So when it's time to do that last thing, I'm like, oh, man, like the school year is actually over. And I, I enjoy being around all of these people. So now I'm like at home, you know, my wife's at work, my son's still in daycare. It's just a huge switch for me to be around people all day, Monday through Friday, and then like no people. So I'm always just kind of hanging around, seeing if people are going to go to lunch or anything like that one last hoorah where people do stuff. So that was me today and success, success today. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert, easily. Okay, so that's probably why you're feeling like isolation. You're like, I was around all these people, now I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Uh, So um, what about you? I didn't ask how your day's going. Mm, well, it's been great. I went to the dentist at like, I got up at five to the dentist. I had my appointment at like eight. And it was so funny because I walk out of there and half my mouth is numb. And like the Lyft driver is like, hey, Mia. And like half of my, it's like, <laughs> And then it was like, I went to the grocery store and like, I'm a pretty social person, right? So like everyone was like, oh, how are you? Great. Yeah, doing great. <laughs> it was just like literally. And here's the thing, right? There's like two ways to like frame that. Either there's like, oh, this is so embarrassing, or there's the like, this is amazing. Cause we got some awkwardness going on. And so that was my morning, you know, half smiles all morning due to numbing. And we're about it. It was very fun. So I like that. Based on what I've seen from you, I listened to you a little bit in something else, and I think it was a clip. And you were talking about embracing your fears 
and just like, uh, you know, you didn't say making your bed with them, but it's kind of like in that same vein where you sit with them. It's like, all right, hey, what's up? Hey, anxiety, how you doing? I see you coming around again. Uh, yes, we got some work to do. <laughs> that kind of thing. And that I was so, the first word that came to mind was impressed by it because it takes a level of self-awareness to be able to go, all right, the thing that I'm afraid of is happening. Recognizing it and then, I don't want to say taking it on because it, it it felt less like how you were framing it, less like a battle and more, less like a battle against it and more like working with it to get through it. Like that, that makes sense? That's 100%. So there's a quote that I live my life by, and the quote is, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. It's actually Mm -hmm. my phone background. And like, it is my mantra in life, because when I began to love discomfort, like, I mean, love it, everything changed. Like, I got three promotions in a year, I moved across the country, I lost 20 pounds, I started a business, like, all of these things because I fell in love with discomfort. And so now, like if I have, let's just say I have a week where I haven't experienced enough discomfort, I need to pause and be like, I'm not pushing myself enough. Like I need more rejection, Mm. I need more failure. Like I need to actually be putting myself out there enough to get back that like higher level of discomfort. And then it's almost like um, your capacity for discomfort grows as you experience more discomfort. So it's like, I remember how like, at first it was like speaking in front of like 50 people was like so scary. And then it was speaking in front of a hundred and then it was speaking in front of 400. And now I'm not scared if I'm speaking in front of 400 people because I do it every single month. That's not like weird. Right. But the thought of like a thousand people is like, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like your level of like ability to dance with discomfort and to like have fun with it and like enjoy It enjoying that those like feelings when your stomach's like we're gonna die, your brain is like abort ship, abort ship. You're like brain, you got nope. (laughs) (laughs) You said dance with discomfort. That is, that's got a ring to it. Okay. (laughs) Because I know you like to dance. Okay. All right. Um, I do have a couple of questions like before we start. Uh, how are we on time? Yeah, we're doing well. Um, I don't have a okay. hard stop actually today because it's Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> Friday night, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess we'll let the we'll let the conversation dictate. I won't hold you too long. Okay. Um, what's something you need to do to get your day started? Okay. So first thing I make my bed, no matter what. And then I have 300 milligrams of caffeine, no more, no less. And then I have L-theanine, 400 milligrams, which I take exactly at the same time as the caffeine because L-theanine is it basically like blunts the like spike that you get when you have caffeine. Uh, it offsets it, yeah. Exactly. So I do that. And then I'll typically have like an hour or two of deep work where I focus on my highest priority item 
And it's never like my day job. It's always what is my highest like personal priority item. I knock out the highest priority items. Then I typically will like take a bath, take a shower. And then I will um, go on a walk and I'll walk between three and five miles. And it, I always mm. like walk with a purpose. What I mean by that is I live in San Francisco, so everything's walkable. And so like my, the grocery store I go to, um, I literally walk, you know, a good two to three miles there, two to three miles back. Like it, it adds up really quickly. And so literally just walking to the grocery store every morning and like picking up like fresh breakfast there, it gets in my exercise. And then typically I'll like, um, be completely in silence as I'm walking to the grocery store, because that way I'm able to, it's almost like a meditative walk in the sense that like, Mm -hmm. like I actually hear my thoughts, you know, and that's always where I come up with the best ideas is when I'm just walking and I'm in motion and like, it'll be a good hour to an hour and a half every morning that I'm getting in that exercise. And then those are kind of where the ideas are flooding and everything. And then as I'm walking back, I always am like eating breakfast typically still in silence because I just actually like having silence. I know that sounds very weird, but like I'm (laughs) good with that. And then um, Mm -hmm. get back and then like start my day uh, at like work stuff. So. Wow. Like you've done a whole day's worth of work before work started. Yeah. So I didn't always do that. Like I used to just like, I mean, back when I would drove into the office, I would like just literally like, grab breakfast and drive into the office. And then I realized that like at like five or five 30, I would start in my personal priorities and that I wasn't gaining enough like acceleration. At least, I mean, like I'm a very, I'm highly competitive with myself, like not really with others, but like I have certain, you know, like <laughs> very specific goals. I, and I have deadlines mm-hmm. attached and if they're not meeting, like, you know what I'm saying? And so like literally having the time in the morning when your brain is sharp before you check your email, before you check into anything, and then you like have some caffeine and your brain is just like, go. And I literally will just like, I don't know. I like, I really love working and that sounds really weird. And I love like work, like even like working on like a high priority, something for my personal life or, you know, for the 30 K program. And it just, it's, I find it really enjoyable. So you love the work that you do. So it's different. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Open-ended, gut feeling, wherever you go is where you go. Okay, here we go. Who, what, when, where, why, or how? Which one would you choose? Who? Okay, tell us why. Okay, so I'm choosing um, a boss that I had. I don't know if I'm playing this game right, but we're going to go with this. Uh, However you want to play it. I'm choosing a boss that I had who, um, okay, so when I was hired, I was a senior tech recruiter, and I found out that she wanted to hire a recruiting director, and I was like, ooh this is super interesting. And she was new. So she was our like VP of people at the time. And, um, there was like a work event. And so everybody was in Washington and I went 
And I scheduled a meeting with her and I was like, Hey, I hear you're, you know, looking for a recruiting director. Tell me more about it. Like what, what needs do you have? And like, right after that, um, she, and I didn't ask her for this. She gave essentially two promotions at once. And then a few Mm. months after that, she promoted me again to, you know, global director of talent management. And the reason why I say, why I bring her up specifically is because like, it's really easy as a leader to look externally for the talent instead of training internally. Like it would have been so easy for her to be like, I need a recruiting director. So I'm just going to like find someone on LinkedIn and Maria Mm -hmm. is a senior recruiter. But instead she was like, I know that this is going to be harder because like I'm literally, she's never like led teams. She's never done any of things, but I'm going to like train her in literally for three different, Mm -hmm. you know, roles or different promotions. And like, to me, like I have such a high level of gratitude because I recognize that like she took the path that was harder for her and like she paid like forward such a service to me, you know? And so like now I'm constantly looking at like those in my life and I'm like, how can I pay for this? This like immense opportunity that I've been given. So yeah. Yeah. And and without the who, you know, where does that opportunity go? Wow. Yeah. It's always nice to look back on those people that really helped you out. Yeah. And in turn now look at you, you're looking again internally like, Hmm. Let's see. What do we have around here first before going outside? Okay. Me, I'm excited. I think we're ready to roll now. Well, I do my best. Oh man. Do you want to be a full time podcaster at one point? Uh, yep. Yes, I do. By what date? Oh man. Uh oh. I'm not great with goals like you are. I'm more of like a day-to-day, short-term, what's my next episode? How many people do I have scheduled? What date? Okay. Right now, just thinking through my life. Okay. I'm in grad school starting on Monday. Um, yeah. I need to finish that first. So let's say uh, next summer. Next summer. Okay, what's the actual day? Uh, what day is that? We'll say June 1st. We should be done with school by then. Because once I finish grad school, I could teach college courses. College courses can work around my schedule because I never want to stop being a teacher. I really love teaching. Like I talked about before, what I do each day with these kids, and not just with the kids, with the other teachers, because they need help too, you know, so just kind of being there, I really love it. Uh, so I would always want to be, I think I would always want to teach other people in some capacity, which, like I said before, I did, I'm on a couple of websites where you can like teach people public speaking and you can pretty much offer whatever it is that you want to offer. So I'm trying to put some things in place. You know, I think I got something to offer, like you said. You saw a need and you're trying to meet it. So I'm doing the same. Love it. Yeah, you're talented. I could see you as a coach 
uh, some sort of a coach or a full-time podcaster. Like you seem just naturally in your zone when you do this. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I didn't feel like I was on today. It was just so like, uh, I guess I'm just tired. You know, some days you have it and, you know, some days you have your AAA game. Um, but I try to do my best, you know, with with my guests, you know, to actively listen. And when something piques my interest, like, I'm going to just go for it. Like, it's not about necessarily the script. I just come back to the script when I feel like, okay, we've gotten what we can out of this conversation. So now let's jump to this other thing that I really want to talk about. And I don't I don't know if you have more time to talk about this. I like to be respectful of people's time. I know you run a tight ship because you got stuff to do. Um, the music, though, I had no idea. Like you had all of this music in your head and you play and uh, like, where did that part come from? Yeah, I play seven musical instruments and I oh my play. Goodness. I know I originally got a um, scholarship to college for music composition. So it was great. I, you know, had a, <laughs> a large discount and it became like a job when I was required to um, compose for the school. And I had like deadlines and it had to be like a very specific way. And I realized that what I was doing right. for fun. Yeah. It just, that was what um, made me transition into business. And then I I feel like I still make music now, but I make music through business. Like what I mean by that is I get to be so creative, think of like outlandish things, right? And I get to test them out and I get to like be like in my own sandbox. Like to me, it's like a game, you know, which is how I felt when mm-hmm. I did music. So I'm essentially utilizing similar skill sets and I don't feel like, what I do now is work. It's it feels like play. So, yeah. Okay, so you play what? What are the instruments? Yeah, flute, piccolo, alto sax, piano, marimba. Um, oh, and then I sing. Maybe it's just six. Yeah, it is just and guitar. Six. You didn't say guitar. Oh, I forgot. I do play guitar. Um. I played guitar when I was in Thailand a lot. I do not play as much anymore. So I don't know if I really, I mean, I'd say maybe like six and a half. You can still play. I can still play Frozen songs. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which does count for something. And you sing. Yeah. So my family thought I would pursue a music career. Like my mom was very attached to it. Like, when I left school, she was so proud of me. And she was like, because I made state choir. Uh, every year I tried out for state choir, which was a couple years in high school. And uh, yeah, she was really, really excited. And then when I switched my major, she was like, this makes no sense. What, what? do you with your life? And then when I told her I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, she was like, oh no, this sounds really bad. But... <laughs> At the end of the day, I think that is when you need to, like, own who you are, right? And that is, like, the magical gift. So, yeah. I talk to my kids about that all the time. I'm like, y'all don't know it right now, but there's going to come a point where what your parents is going to say is not going to matter to you as much. You're going to come to a point in life where you're like, I have to live my life. And, yeah, they might be mad for a little while, but I have to do this. Wow. 
And that's why you have to have silence. Like I didn't know who I was and I didn't understand myself until I spent at least an hour in silence every day. You know what I'm saying? Like I know those like little tiny thoughts. Like I don't have thoughts that like wake me up at three o'clock in the morning now because I sit for an hour in silence, at least an hour every day. And so that's like when you get to know yourself because you know what you're thinking and you get really used to like understanding mm. your thoughts, knowing what to hold on to, what not to. And meditation is a large part of that as well. But like, I think that's what you really have to have na- like nailed down in order to not just like follow what those in your life want for you, you know, because their voices are strong and you love them. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. You are so talented. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, back at you. So I expect um, a message the day you go full time. And we can, you can use the soundbite from this when you do make that move, right? So this can be the literal clip that you use on IG and all the social channels. Um, When you're reflecting back on that day that you told yourself, um, your entrepreneurship all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in to this exclusive content. Thank you all for subscribing. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And I will see you all in the next ramble.